Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast Podcast, episode number 177. Today, we're going to be talking all about how you can bring instructional technology into your classroom to enhance your student learning. I have a fantastic guest. She is a high school teacher and the author of the brand new book, Illuminate Technology Enhanced Learning from EdTech Team Press. I want to bring on to the show today, Ms. Bethany Petty. Bethany, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It is so great to have you on. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Happy to be here. Now, you and I had a chance to catch up for about a minute or so at ISTE, but for those who haven't had a chance to get to know you a little bit, who is Bethany Petty? Well, I am getting ready to start my 11th year teaching high school social studies. Um, in addition to that, I'm also an instructional technology um, adjunct instructor for our local college. And I'm also um, a blogger and, as you said, an author, um, and most importantly, a wife and a mom. Uh, but I'm really excited about the potential for instructional technology in the classroom and how we can use it really to enhance our student learning. I love the philosophy, right? It's not using a tool in the classroom. It's using it to enhance the student learning. And you can learn all about this by going over to Bethany's website, usingeducationaltechnology.com. Bethany, what can we find when we go over there? Absolutely. Um, on my blog, you'll be able to find um, some strategies that I use in my classroom. In addition to um, being a one-to-one class, I also run a flipped classroom, um, a gamified classroom, and in my dual credit classes that I teach, um, a blended learning environment. So I just really try to share lots of tips and strategies um, that I've learned over the past few years being a one-to-one educator um, and how it's worked for me, what what works, what doesn't work, um, <laughs> and how teachers can uh, really use technology, not for the sake of using it, but truly to enhance the learning environment. Well, let's just dive into this because there's so many different topics that you just brought up that I- I'm dying to, to dive in here. <laughs> we, of course, have been focusing on instructional technology. In fact, we just relaunched our brand new podcast called Ask the Tech Coach. We've also been diving into, you know, what does e-learning look like today? I want to ask you because, you know, you are the one that wrote the book on this. <laughs> what would you consider the state of instructional technology? It's 2018-19 season. Where are we today? Well, I think as teachers, we're in a really awesome time um, in education because our students with the technology that is becoming more readily available, they have the opportunity to collaborate and communicate and create products uh, to demonstrate their learning like never before, really. I mean, when I think back to when I started teaching, um, it, it's funny, when I when I talk to my students about this at Open House, I always say, make sure that you bring your fully charged Chromebook and make sure that you have earbuds. And I always say, my first year teaching, it was actually a rule that our students were not able to have earbuds anywhere visible um, on their being. And if I saw a student with earbuds, I was supposed to write the student up and send them to the office because it was a distraction. And in a really short amount of time, uh, we've totally switched from you know seeing technology as a potential distraction to seeing technology as this really awesome uh, tool that we can use in our classrooms to enhance learning. So I think that the fact that we get to be teachers in 2018, 2019, um, with all of these different options and different opportunities for our students, it's just, it's just awesome. Now, what makes it so, right? Because when you have so many options, some people say you don't have any options or you have too many options. I still believe, you know, again, as an instructional technology coach, that there's so many teachers out there that just don't know where to start. 
That's exactly right. Um, and when I wrote Illuminate, that was kind of my goal, was to give teachers um, kind of ease their fears a little bit. Uh, because whenever we see all of these new technologies, you know, come into the classroom, teachers can feel overwhelmed. I mean, we are a, a very hard-worked profession, and we have all of these um, mandates coming from our, our building administration, our district administration, from the state, from the federal government. It's just all over the place. Um, and sometimes t teachers can see technology as just one more thing that they've got to do. Um, so what I really am hoping um, teachers can, can see is that you know technology is just not one other thing to do. It's something that you can use to truly have an impact on student learning. It's not about the technology. That's not the goal. The, the, the focus should be how we can use it to enhance learning. Now, when people ask you where do you go, for, where are your resources, where are your go-to websites that you look at and say, okay, if I had three places to send my teachers to, what's your top three? Well, there are, I mean, Google Classroom, of course, is just an awesome um, place for, for teachers to use um, as a landing page for their classroom um, to, to share assignments and resources and everything with their students to provide effective feedback. Um, so Google Classroom has really been um, a great addition to my classroom. Um, it's allowed things to, to um, be disseminated much more smoothly, um, and it's a great way also um, for me to, to share student work with parents. So like if a parent comes in for parent-teacher conferences or something and, um, and, and wants to see what their kid is working on, instead of you know sifting through a stack of papers and finding something, I can say, hey, let me pull that up here on my Chromebook, and you and I can kind of look through this and, and how awesome that you know your kid's doing, or maybe here's a, an area we can improve on. Um, I also mentioned that I'm a, a flipped classroom teacher. I actually run an in-class flip, not a traditional flip, so-called. Um, so Edpuzzle has been like a, a must-have for me. And Edpuzzle is a great tool that allows teachers to um, upload or create instructional videos for their students. And they can embed formative assessment uh, questions throughout those videos. They can monitor student progress. Again, they can provide that effective feedback. And um, Edpuzzle is just—it's just been so great for me uh, in my classes. And then also Flipgrid. I mean, if you have been on Twitter in the past like six months, Flipgrid has like taken the edtech world by storm, and for great reason because it's this awesome tool that teachers can use um, to kind of encourage their students to reflect and, and communicate. Um, and they, again, can provide that effective feedback. And um, Flipgrid was recently um, acquired by Microsoft Education. So now it's free for everybody. Woohoo! Um, we certainly had a lot of Flipgrid fever this, this, uh, this, this past ISTE. Everybody yes. was talking all about Flipgrid. And, of course, you know, recently, yes. I think it was August 1st, mm -hmm. Flipgrid had a fantastic conference where so many people out there were just you know, touting its praises. And, again, they made it free for everybody. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. And free for not just the Microsoft teachers, but Google teachers, Apple teachers, every teacher yep. out there. You can certainly do stuff. Now, you had yep. mentioned flipped learning. I, I'm, a, I'm a big, big believer in flipped learning, but I'm not a believer in the traditional definition. And, and you said two words here that I've never actually heard put that way. You said in classroom and out of classroom. Uh -huh. I have an idea of what that means, but, but can you define that term? 
Sure, absolutely. So when we first went one-to-one, -one, I think it was five years ago maybe, um, I totally cannonballed off the deep end of the EdTech pool and decided, you know, I'm not just going to use, I'm not just going to have these Chromebooks. I really want to do everything I can to fully utilize them. Um, so I decided I was going to flip my classroom. And I would read about it. I went to a couple workshops about it. And I was super excited about what this was going to do to kind of free up my instructional time that I have with my students. Um, and I, I set it up exactly how I learned it, and it was going to be awesome. I required my students to watch these 15, 18-minute videos at home, and I'm looking back going, are you serious? Anyway, um, so I required them to watch them at home, do a little activity, and then come into class the next day, and we would, you know, kind of make sure everyone was on the same page. But one thing I didn't really take into account was that not all of my students had reliable internet at home. Not all of my students have the same home life. Um, many of my students have jobs and extracurriculars and all of that. And me requiring them to do basically all of the legwork for their, uh, their learning at home um, and then penalizing them for that if they weren't able to, for example, get Wi-Fi, I didn't really feel okay with. So um, I decided to, to flip it, to flip my flip, for lack of a better phrase. And my students, um, now we use uh, HyperDocs. We use a unit-long HyperDoc for each of our, um, our sections. And my students... Uh, view their instructional videos a little bit more at their own pace. My videos are no longer 15 to 18 minutes long. They're like five minutes. And it's much more, uh, you know, doable for my students. And one of the things that I really like about this version of the flip is that I'm there if they have any questions about the content. Um, they don't have to write it down and, you know, remember to ask Mrs. Petty the next day. Um, if they have a question, if they have a, if they're not getting something, I can help them right there and then, uh, which is really great because it's helped me really individualize their uh, learning experience, which has been awesome. And, and I love and, and the I, definition of everything. You know, I, I look at flipped classroom or flipped learning as not just a way to provide different instruction for the students, but also pr to provide a way for the parents to gobble up what you're teaching and then help the kids out at home. And I, I really try to push this with my math teachers of, look, this is the way to teach quadratic equations so that way mom can understand, so mom can take part in the learning. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we have this, um, like my, my students, and I encourage all of their parents, of course, to follow me on YouTube. And the, the shock that you see on their faces whenever you say that is just awesome yeah. because the teacher is asking them to follow on YouTube. But one other thing that we do in my classroom, uh, and which the in-class in flip has helped facilitate, is that if my students have um, like a, a question about something or they're just not grasping a concept, um, then we, we kind of stop and we make a song about it or we make a rap about it. They've started calling me Petty Wop because I'm apparently a rapper. Um, and it's a badge of honor that I wear proudly. But um, that's just one other thing that, another way that the flipped classroom has really helped me, I guess, teach more, now, um, be there more for my kids. You, you had also mentioned that you get into hyperdocs a lot. And, Absolutely. And I love the concept of the hyperdoc, but I, I, I want you to help us understand this concept. Um, for myself, I, I'm the guy that runs around to all of his teachers and says, let's use Google Sites to make a really nice-looking website. Mm -hmm. But I've also got the idea of a hyperdoc, which is a Google Doc with a bunch of links. What's the difference? <laughs> right? Absolutely. I, I don't know the question here, but, but I've been asking myself this, like, yeah, help me with this one. The way I think about hyperdocs, especially the way that I package them um, for my high school students, is that I want I want to kind of 
take all of the components of a really good lesson that, you know, I'm asking them to engage in the content. I'm trying to reflect on, you know, prior knowledge. Um, I want them to explore the content. I want them to, um, you know, make maybe a little more of a connection to the content. Um, and then I want them to be able to go through uh, these instructional videos uh, more at their own pace. Uh, and then I, the big thing about the HyperDoc for me is the apply component. And uh, that's something that my students kind of love to hate which typically means it's probably a good thing. Um, so whenever they, instead of you know giving them a traditional worksheet or having them Google something and regurgitate it on a Google Doc, um, instead of doing that, I, I give them what's called a uh, like a choice board, or I call it a show what you know bingo. I got that from the HyperDoc handbook. And I give my students all of these different options of things that they can choose to create. And then um, they, are able to click on different links to, to get tutorials on how to use that specific tool. And then they have to have a certain set of components. They have a rubric that they look at. Um, and then they're able to take more ownership in, in what they are not only learning, but also how they demonstrate that they've learned it. Um, so for me, the difference between, you know, a hyperdoc and a page with a whole bunch of links is that there's like this a purpose behind it. Um, here's what I want you to get out of this. Here's um, how I want you to proceed through this. And instead of just randomly click links and, and hope you get to the right spot. That's a, that's a pretty fair answer for that. I, I, I love the idea. We, we, we look at these things and go, no matter what, you're like, you, why couldn't you make that in a spreadsheet? Why couldn't you make that in a, in a, in a, in a PowerPoint presentation? Why couldn't you make that any, any kinds of things like that, right? Uh, sure. But I love the idea, right? Because it's, it's really, it's a matter of just packaging what you do, right? And so it doesn't really matter at the end, whether it's a digital playlist on a, on a Google site or a hyperdoc or, you know, anything like that. It really is about c connecting to your students in a way that they're going to learn it ultimately. Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. So I, I have another question for you here. And, and there's a conversation that's been going around called, what is blended learning in 2018, right? right? Every student is different. Every teacher is different. Every student has different devices, even in a one-to-one. -one. We're all, we're all, aren't we blended already? <laughs> yeah, we are definitely blended in that sense. Absolutely. Um, I think blended learning can kind of really take on um, its own definition, like you said, for every teacher, for every um, classroom environment. Uh, blended learning to me is taking using um, technology purposely and intentionally to enhance learning. And I mean, it's as simple as that. It's, you know, I, I'm using technology with a specific intention in mind. I'm not just throwing it in there because, hey, this is a, a fun thing to do, or this is a neat tool, or everyone's talking about this. I'm putting it into the, the learning process, into the designing process, so I can actually enhance the learning. So blended learning is just is really um, just using that tech wisely to make a positive impact. Now, talk to us a little bit about this fantastic publication. I had a chance to check it out before it came out. And yes. and if I do say so myself, I would personally say that this book provides a complete blueprint for how to bring ed tech into the classroom and provide quality coaching to teachers of all grade levels. How yes. would others describe this book if they were looking at this and trying to make a decision? Sure. Um, well, Illuminate is broken down into 10 chapters. Um, and the, uh, the goal, like I said, of writing Illuminate was to give teachers um, practical and applicable ideas 
um, for how they can purposefully integrate technology into their classroom uh, to drive that, that meaningful learning. Uh, so Illuminate's broken down into actually like different parts of a hyperdoc, you could say. So it's like there's a, a chapter on engaging. So how can we use technology to engage students and how do we use it to encourage them to explore content and how can we motivate students using technology? Uh, so basically it's just um, a, an applicable rundown of different ways that you can use uh, these this great technology that we have available um, with intention to uh, to make learning more awesome. You know, the best thing I think about this book, and I noticed this as I was reading through the preview here, and, and thank you, by the way, it's <laughs> really welcome. easy to read, right? Like, yes. Especially, and I'm, I, I came at this not from the, 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 the classroom teacher, but I came at this from the tech coach going, all right, a teacher asked me this, and I've got three or four books on my desk. Where do I go? For, you know, like where do I turn through first? I think I said that right. And and it's a really easy read. It's not necessarily cover to cover. I think you might agree with that. It's more what do I want to learn? I have five minutes to pick something up. And and if you take the idea that you gave earlier, you're not making an 18 minute video. You're making a five minute video. Yes. And if you're yes. looking at here, you know, like I, I'm sitting here just kind of shifting through some of the pages here, you know, how to create a QR code for your classroom. You can read that in, oh, 45 seconds, right? Like, and there's a yes. lot of information in there. Um, what do you hope your readers get out of this book? Well, I hope that first of all, teachers realize that technology is not going to replace them. Um, that teachers have, instead of, instead of looking at technology as just one more thing that we have to do in our classroom, um, think of technology as an opportunity to create awesome learning experiences for our students. Um, that instead of relying on the way that we were taught or the way the industrial revolution designed education for us, uh, that we, we have so much more freedom and we have so much more power as educators today that um, we can leverage that technology to really make some meaningful learning experiences for our students. Um, and I also, like you said, um, one of the, the things that I really liked about writing Illuminate was that I feel like if you're looking for a way that maybe a different different strategy for encouraging your students to apply what they've learned. Then you can flip right to the section on applying learning. You can read that. You can take some stuff away. And then you can go and apply it in your classroom. Um, if you want to come back and say, oh, I really want to know um, what's that whole gamification thing? How do I motivate students with technology? Then you just flip to chapter eight and you can find some applicable ideas there and you can go back and take it to your classroom. So I really wanted Illuminate just to be uh, a practical um, handbook or a practical guide, um, giving suggestions and different ways that you can really use tech meaningfully in your classroom. Now, I got to ask you this question here. Is this a book for teachers of all different types of type technology backgrounds, or is this geared for maybe just those Chrome users? Everybody can take something from Illuminate. Absolutely. Um, everybody from all different um, levels of comfort with technology. Uh, my mom is uh, 39, this is her 39th year teaching, and she's been able to say, hey, I think I can do that. Um, so it's it's really great. Um, and also, even if you are not a, a Google school, you can absolutely take some stuff away um, from Illuminate to use in your classroom. There's, of course, a, a big section on G Suite for Education, but then there are tons of other uh, different tools and strategies and tips um, that I share that, uh, that everybody can use. We're speaking with author of the brand new book, Illuminate, Bethany Petty, a fantastic teacher. And not just that, she is fantastic on social media. You can find her over on Twitter at Bethany 
underscore petty. Uh, Bethany, before I let you go, I want to touch on another topic that you kind of just skimmed right through, but one that comes up so often, one that we're going to be talking about soon on some of our teacher cast shows, gamification. This is a topic that I feel a lot of people are asking about, and people are either in two camps. You're either going 100 miles an hour with it, or you're sitting there scratching your head saying, I I don't know if this is for me. I don't know how my kids will get into it. Let's talk for a moment to the teachers who are sitting on the side watching this happen going, where do I start? But before I get there, what is gamification? Absolutely. So I was exactly that teacher um, about three years ago. I learned about gamification at a technology conference, and my first initial thought was, wow, this is really cool. And then I thought, I don't know enough about gaming because gaming to me is Super Mario Brothers in the 90s. And apparently that's not how it works anymore. So um, I kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit, which was like the biggest mistake that I've made uh, because gamification has really kind of taken on this own thing in my classroom. So um, I teach high school juniors and seniors, and I only do the gamification for my juniors. I don't do that for my dual credit classes. And as students are going through Whenever they get to their senior year, they say, why can't we do the XP in, in this class? I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That's just a government thing. And, but, but that, to me, just really says, okay, even if you have the upper, um, the upper grades, they're still going to be super pumped about this. So gamification, in, in my mind, is um, kind of taking different aspects of the gaming world and applying it to education. So, for example, uh, whenever I first started with the whole gamification idea, um, I... I called experience points EP because experience starts with an E. And like I said, I don't know anything about this. Um, And my students very kindly said, well, it's actually called XP. And I'm like, okay, we can roll with that. Uh, And then I started to come up with all these different levels because I wanted them to kind of reach, you know, gold and, and ruby and silver and all this kind of all these levels. And when I first did it, I only had four levels and you could earn XP for basically completing your your work on time, um, for um, random acts of awesomeness, what I call it. Um, You could gain XP for winning a Kahoot review, for getting in the top three, just a whole bunch of different things. And then my students kindly told me that I had the levels wrong, um, that apparently platinum and gold should have been switched or whatever, but but they were very, I'm telling you, I'm clueless. But um, just the fact that I, I think that I was putting forth that effort to try to find something that was going to motivate them and engage them and make their learning um, more, I guess, real to them, they, they really just latched onto it. Um, so now I, I keep track of my XP in a, a Google spreadsheet, and my kids get to choose gamer tags at the beginning of the year. And, uh, now every time, like we do an activity in class, students ask me two questions. They say, how many points or how many XP is this worth? And then they ask me how many points it's worth. So the fact that how many XP comes first before how many points is this worth for my grade? Um, I think it's, it's pretty cool. And, um, I also, I take a certain percentage of the total XP that they've earned throughout a semester. And then I add it like as a bonus point, um, for the, for the semester grade. That, that sounds like it might be a pretty complicated spreadsheet, though. Yes. Well, what I do is I start with a Google form. And with that Google form, I ask the students for their name and their gamer tag. And um, I create a new one for each class. So each form is linked to its own spreadsheet. 
And we do that the first couple days of school. I just put, throw that on Google Classroom, say, hey, complete this, make sure your gamer tag is appropriate. <clears throat> um, and then it all funnels into that spreadsheet. So then um, basically I have two columns. I have a um, an XP for like assignments and, and classwork, and then I have a bonus XP column. Um, and then, you know, just a, a few little clicks of a formula, um, it gives me their, their total XP. Um, I use a conditional formatting, which I was really scared of when I first started looking at spreadsheets, but I found out that's pretty easy to navigate to. And it shows me what um, what level the students are on just by opening their spreadsheet. And I also share that spreadsheet on Google Classroom so everyone can see um, like the leaderboard that we have. It sounds pretty easy, but uh, what advice do you have for teachers that are looking at doing this? Who, who do you look up to? Who do you go for? We have a guy named Chris Avilas in New Jersey. He's fantastic with all of this. I see you're shaking your head. You, you, you know Chris. Um, I, I'm telling you, the, the best thing for me when I started looking into gamification was to reach out to my PLN on Twitter. Um, I Just a quick search for hashtag gamification um, or even just putting something out there that says, hey, I really want to learn about gamification. I'd really like to add this to my classroom. Can anyone give me any tips on what to do, where to start? And you'll be surprised at the response that you get um, from Twitter. And I mean, holy cow, um, check out um, Facebook too. Some, there's, I'm sure you can find something on Pinterest. Uh, but Twitter for me was really just, uh, it really helped me break down, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is how it's all going to work in my classroom. You know, we started this conversation today saying, what is the state of ed tech? And, and I've been recently kind of reflecting on the last seven years now that we've been doing this particular podcast here. And it still seems like no matter what, there is only one rule for positive technology integration, and that's grow your personal learning network, right? Yes. Whether Absolutely. Facebook groups, Twitter, Voc, whatever it is, right? But the yep. best way to learn how to do this is to go out there and, you know, it's not making friends. It's growing a learning network that people out yep. there can at least help and find you and knowing where these things are. Yep. Um, what advice do you have for teachers out there that are sitting there in, you know, I, I always refer to it as sticker shock, right? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Right. everybody's out there doing these things. You know, these are the people that you f sometimes find at an ed camp and they're, they're in the corner when everyone else is just making <laughs> friends at the, at the tables. Right. And I'm one of those guys that I, I find that person and go make a friend and say, come yes. with me. Right. Yeah. But, come join. And I know it's hard to, it's hard to ask a question. What do you say to those people? Cause those people are not necessarily listening to this particular right. podcast. Right. But, <laughs> but for anybody out there who might be at an ed camp, or another type of conference and seize that person. Yes. What do you say to them? Please, please join Twitter. Please, please. Um, when I joined Twitter in January of 2014, I was like, okay, this is where a whole bunch of people just share pictures of what they had for breakfast. And I immediately discounted it as, eh, this is not anything really awesome. But Twitter has truly been transformational for me um, as, as an educator. I feel like I've made so many connections with great people all around the world. Um, I've learned so much from all of these awesome educators. Um, I, I really feel a sense of collegiality with, with my peers that, you know, maybe in another country, which is so super cool. Um, through Twitter, I've been able to connect uh, my classes with other classrooms around the world. We've been able to break down cultural stereotypes. Um, I've 
it's, it's just, it's been truly transformational for me. So if one piece of advice, please just join Twitter, join us, uh, search hashtag ed chat and, um, you'll, you'll find tons and tons of great people that you can follow that are really just going to help you, um, embrace growth, um, as an educator, um, and, and just be better for your kids. And of course, one of those great people that you might be able to find on Twitter is our guest today, Bethany Petty at Bethany underscore P E T T Y. Bethany, a- any last final, you know, words of advice, words of wisdom out there for anybody who's looking to just make a splash with their students this year? Absolutely. Just remember that it's not about the technology. It's not about all these different tools. It's about how you can really use it to intentionally enhance student learning. I love it. Bethany, thank you so much for your time today. And please invite yourself on. Um, We would love to have you back on and and a member of the teacher cast family. Awesome. Thanks so much. And we want to, of course, say thank you to everybody out there for listening to this show. There's several great ways that you can be a part of the TeacherCast Educational Network. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, email us over at feedback at TeacherCast today. We are looking for some great teachers to be featured here on the show and throughout the school year. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.